Stampede. Garner is into number 113, recorded 91921. In this world, determining where we are isn't very easy, but certain things would suggest we're less safe. Our lives have become more complex, and in that complexity is our vulnerability. In a complex world, we rely upon others to guide us when something is wrong. In fact, we become dependent on others to resolve the easiest of questions. We even have allowed machines to give us the simplest of answers. Ask any fourth grader if he or she can calculate the answer of seven times eight without a calculator. You see, we're dependent upon machines to run our lives because our complex world has made us weak at many different points. The more complex our lives have become, the more likely we are to abdicate our responsibilities. We simply say, let someone else solve the problems that confront us. We've become weak with the complexity our modern world demands. It also makes us susceptible to being harmed by ideas that aren't true or accurate. It's easy to disguise the decisions we must make when the options are complex. Simplicity makes us stronger, 
because the options are clear to see or understand. With complexity, it's easy to confuse. And with confusion, you can convince people to do almost anything because they give up trying to understand. Politicians are masters at saying something without committing to anything. That way, they're never held accountable for what they do. They know how to be complex when confronted with a simple solution. In many ways, that's how our government has managed to amass the largest debt in world history. They've managed for 50 years in confusing the American people, confusing them that what they were doing was good for them. One thing you can't do as a modern-day politician, you can't overreach. And what do I mean by overreach? Well, if you're in the position of authority and you have power, you can't make the mistake of mandating that people do something if you don't have the strength to enforce what you're mandating. Sort of like that old fable, the emperor is wearing no clothes. In Hans Christian Andersen's 1837 fable, the emperor is tricked into believing he can wear beautiful clothes that are invisible to those who are stupid or incompetent. Being vain, the emperor accepts the clothes, 
refusing to say they're invisible for fear of being ridiculed as stupid and incompetent. And so, all those in the emperor's court fearing they would be criticized if they told the emperor he wasn't wearing clothes, never told him the truth. And only in a procession in front of the people was it revealed when a child cried out, The emperor has no clothes. Now, one of the parables to this story is that seeing is the courage of one's own conviction, and it becomes the reason for action. With modern-day mandates from people in power that are unenforceable, it could be said the powerful are wearing invisible clothes and are dangerously close to being overthrown. I can't tell you our government is imminently close to being brought down. But one thing is certain. Our national debt, our economic consumerism, our social violence and corruption, our military defeats, can't hide the fact this country's government is vulnerable to being accused of not wearing any clothes. And that could be dangerous to all of us.
Our future isn't spinning too bright when it becomes obvious our leaders haven't the strength to enforce their mandates. Distrust of our governmental leaders by the American people has been growing on the horizon for some time now. The propagandists that the people hear on the airwaves can't be believed anymore. Spinning the facts to lessen the reality of something that has gone wrong can't continue to work. And even with a large number of Americans having been controlled by groupthink, increasing distrust of what they're being told is occurring. A rising tide of people believe the emperor has no clothes. You can deceive a people so long before they realize that what they're being told is not true. The facts can be twisted too far, and then the demands become hollow. The truth of the matter is, the American people don't elect their leaders. No, democracy has been hijacked by slick advertising companies funded by corporations to influence the way they want you to think. You can never be told what is happening. That's too dangerous for the system. That's why you have to be violated, watched, surveilled, spied upon with cameras everywhere, microphones recording whatever you say. No, you can't be trusted. And guess what? The people in this country are beginning to see they shouldn't trust what they're being told. The lies, the deceit that comes from a consumerist economy are many. And the realization that you must get more can only work for so long. No, the consumerist society always makes you want more. And things can get dangerous when the group think of wanting and needing more can't be met. The ship of fools has to be kept afloat, because without it, the ones at the top will lose control.
The future is never certain, but I try to put together facts that can lead to conclusions, even if those conclusions sound unpleasant. We've made decisions for the last 50 years that are going to lead to very painful endings. Our currency, the money we use, is worthless. Our government's debt is the largest of any in world history. And there are a lot of examples in the past of governments in that condition. And it's not just a question of money. No, something else, even more insidious, is taking place. We have been promised contentment in this country. And I ask you, look around. Do you see and feel contentment? Well, maybe for some, but for a large number of people, the dream of a better and different life of prosperity is closing and may never be attainable. The bankrupt system that promises you winning millions of dollars from a lottery ticket to resolve all your problems is a false hope. Even if you win, that's all part of the lies you've been fed. The U.S. government's debt ceiling has to be raised, and it's curious to wonder where and how our government will get the money to raise that ceiling. I like to speculate. So recently, Nancy Pelosi took a trip to Europe, specifically Cambridge College in the United Kingdom. Now, by September 30th, our government must pass a budget, and yet the Speaker of the U.S. House of Congress traveled to Cambridge University in England. I'm a cynical person by nature, but could Pelosi have traveled to Cambridge College to find an economic way for the American government to borrow enough money in order to fund our government? This country may have run out of options for the Federal Reserve Bank buying U.S. federal debt, and Pelosi went to the premier economic university in the world to find out how to borrow more money. She may very well be begging to find out to avoid an unavoidable crisis.
The Oxford School of Economics and Political Science is considered one of the best universities in the world. Its professors and students work in economic theories used by governments around the world. Now, I'm not an economist, and I'm sure Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the U.S. Congress, isn't either. But after being in the federal government for over 40 years, I'm pretty sure she knows things are perilous. At one time or another, the American federal government is going to default on its debt. And I'm pretty confident Nancy Pelosi and most politicians in our government don't understand what may have to be done when that occurs. This country has been working with voodoo economics for the last 50 years. And let's face it, the people who are in power can determine what our economic future can be. They set the rules no matter whether they're rational or not. Now, as of writing this show, the federal legislative branches of our government have some very serious business to conduct before September 30th. Trillions of dollars in government spending must be decided upon. And it's Pelosi's job to navigate that through the U.S. Congress. But Pelosi just traveled to Cambridge College in the U.K. to receive an honorary degree. But you better believe she may have been seeking advice about what would happen if the U.S. federal government defaulted on its nearly $30 trillion debt. The wheels may be coming off our government, and the people who have been in control for the last 50 years are going to try to make it sound like the superhighway pileup isn't going to hurt. They'll have new plans to keep things running. It'll be a curious thing to see if the newly installed protective barriers surrounding the U.S. Capitol and the Supreme Court building remain in place by September 30th, along with additional military personnel standing guard. The big reset may be coming sooner than you think.
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard three compositions by Hans Zimmer from the movie Angels and Demons, a 2007 release. 503, God Particle, and then more of the God Particle. You then heard Tyler Bates's composition for the movie John Wick, Santino, followed by two works from Paul Buckmaster for the movie Twelve Monkeys, Escape to Nowhere, and Wrong Number. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.